Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, global health systems have been challenged like never before. As time and resources were directed towards responding to the virus, it was the dedication of healthcare workers that kept services running. Amongst the uncertainty, our hardworking Queensland clinicians have continued their pursuit of excellence, innovating and adapting the way they work to ensure consumers always receive the best care possible. To them, the pandemic was an opportunity to learn and grow and to ensure healthcare delivery continues to evolve to the ever-changing landscape. Because if we've learned anything from the last two years, it is that things will always change and our clinicians will always rise to the occasion. The sheer size and distribution of our population will always remain a challenge for the Queensland healthcare system. But with dedication, creative thinking and the integration of new technologies, our clinicians remain at the top of their game and guarantee equitable healthcare, regardless of whether you're in the outback or on the doorstep of our biggest metro hospitals. Two-third of the patients with diabetes, unfortunately, have got coexisting cardiovascular disease and renal disease. And if I see a patient three or four times a year, so are the renal physicians and the cardiologists. So in essence, 12 to 14 appointments, and then in between, patients will see a GP. Now, where is the value in this care? The seed of waste was sown on my first or maybe perhaps second ever clinic that I did on Thursday Island. So in my clinical role, I work in Cairns, and if you know where Thursday Island is, it's in the Taurus, one of the numerous small islands in that archipelago. Now, the circumference of Thursday Island is only five kilometer. Uh, and uh, guess what? If you live on an island, you don't need a car. Where are you gonna drive? In the water? So patient I saw, Michael came to see me, and Michael told me that he paid $10 taxi fare. And it really amazed me, taxi fare on an island. And then realized, yes, of course, you don't have cars. So he was paying $20 trip for the diabetes appointment, and the next week he was going to see the renal fellows and then the cardiology, and $60. And I had just moved to Queensland from Western Australia. So I used to work at the inner city tertiary care center. And I realized that how fantastic infrastructure Queensland Health has got. I couldn't be uh, amazed more that could read the notes written in the system. Of course, uh, I'm sure there are uh, great supporters of IEMR and not so very great supporters of IEMR here. But every system has got its flaws. But I was amazed that within Perth, I could not find notes from another hospital, which is just 10 kilometers down the road. And here I was in Queensland. And sitting on Thursday Island, you've got the telehealth facilities, fantastic. So I thought, why can't we just combine these services? And that was just the, the, the seed. But of course, the unfortunate COVID was the catalyst. So voice, you could, uh, I suppose, define as, uh, as virtual outpatient integration for chronic diseases. That's what the initial name was. But there is a, a new name for voice now, which is virtual outpatient integration for care delivery, and I'll explain to you why. So it's pretty much adapting to consumer-driven healthcare in a digital world. MDT, or multidisciplinary team approach, is not new. And telehealth is not new. So we just assimilated the two. 
So just to show you through a video what voiced may be like. Veronica is busy. Family, work and living with a chronic disease. Getting to all her healthcare appointments is hard. The virtual outpatient integration for chronic disease, Voiced, brings you care anywhere. Veronica can see each of her care providers at one appointment, at home or on the go. This means fewer appointments, less travel and better coordination of her care. Before her appointment, Veronica receives a link to the clinic. Veronica sees the receptionist, then speaks to each of her care providers. And if needed, they all meet together. At the end of her appointment, Veronica returns to the receptionist who will schedule another appointment if needed. Voiced, bringing you care anywhere. So the tagline, bringing you care anywhere, that actually came from our consumer, our patients. So we were really blessed. So we knew right from the very beginning, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring the clinicians and wrap them around the patient in a patient-centered care. But that was easy. But uh, we were lucky that we actually went to our consumers. We went to our patients first and we asked them, well, how would you like us to deliver that? What are the patient factors? And we, we were really blessed and, 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 and lucky to, to have very strong collaborations with numerous stakeholders. And there was a big list there and, and there's another longer list now. But the, 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 the strongest collaborators were our, our patients. They gave their time. They told us what they wanted. There were probably minor features of, you know, just audiovisual enhancing. Oh, we wanted this, you want that, and we don't like this. So we mapped the patient journey, and we were very lucky to team up at that time with Linda McCormick's team from CEQ, the Heal Lab, and the Queensland University of Technology. But the patients were the most, the strongest collaborators. They told us what they wanted. So what is voiced? Well, it is patient-centered care using virtual mode of delivery, consolidating different appointments, and providing a consultation. Or uh, I think uh, the, the language is very important here, that voice is not just telehealth. Uh, it's a, it's a socio-technical model. Uh, it offers a designed, it's designed around the, the user experience, and I mean the user experience of both the patients and the providers. It uses the existing telehealth virtual clinic and it offers a sustainable interface for user experience. So in essence, you can say a patient could be sitting at home clinic or with a GP, and you can combine cardiology, diabetes, renal, and you can pretty much remove those three specialties and any, any clinician. So if a patient receives care through multiple care providers, then I suppose you could put them all together. So I use, you know, we like AAA, AAA rating for everything, credit rating, the AAA. Uh, if the telehealth is accessible, it's appropriate and it is, it is available at that time. So if you could have AAA, then I think, uh, and if the, the, the consumers and, and the patients and the clinicians think that's useful, then we could probably use voice. And it offers a collaborative plan. And what we managed to do, uh, and here is just a snapshot of uh, some of the, the, the evaluation that we did. The KPIs in the beginning, when we started voice feasibility trial in Cairns, there were only Two. Number one, the can you can you can you do it? Is it possible? And number two, what's the experience here from clinicians and the patients? But looking at some hard points, this is uh, voice. So if you look at the time that the patients had to spend seeing three clinicians at a time, and if you consider four appointments every year, uh, complete a cycle of care, then the patient exposure time was actually less than 
four times, I suppose. But there was also the, the clinician time was less. So you can say that the, from patient perspective, the exposure time, now they haven't even traveled yet. And the amount of time people, patients travel. And also, uh, I consider somewhat arrogant health system that we tell our patients when to come. Uh, this is the day I would like to see you. You can only come at this time. As opposed to taking into account what other factors they go through, childcare, sick leave, work, sick parents and whatnot. So the exposure time for the patient was actually reduced by four times. And there was some time released in by the for the clinicians as well. So if you continue to do the service, I suppose there is release of capacity in the system. And when you look at the cost, so on the left you can see the cost of uh, what a, a, a multidisciplinary team integrated care would be. And you can top it up with a bit of telehealth loading. But still, it's a lot less. Now, some people in the business teams may or have asked me this question before. So, so you're bringing less money to our health system. And then I've asked them the question, hey, do you know where that money comes from, that ABF money? And they look at me, what do you mean? Have you not heard about that tree that is outside the Parliament House in Canberra? You can just climb and take out much money as you like. No, it's your money. You, everyone's tax-paid money, tax-paid dollars. So if we we're trying to provide a more integrated, comprehensive care for a lot less, I think we should be promoting that. And that's all it takes for people to go away. <laughs> so just to, to, to show you the evaluation summary, so we just used the, the traffic light system. As you can see, it's pretty much scored a green light on, on every angle. And then if we talk about the transferability and, and the adaptability, we already have got few partners. So the Queensland Child and Youth Clinical Network has already adapted voice as a, as a sort of mode of delivery of care. Uh, Logan Hospital is coming on board with the maternity, but there are other ways, uh, other partners out there. And, and in the current setting, it's really in the current context, it's useful because there's access issues, so there are pressures. So you could use this in a very efficient, timely manner. You could use to to basically combine e-consults, hospital in the home with voiced, you can reduce multiple interaction and optimize management, and you can potentially reduce the length of stay as well. The model is scalable and is adaptable. It uses, uh, so using the contextual design methods, and the service can be defined to involve the relevant clinicians in different uh, workflows, and also has potential to explore pathways of care, such as Queensland Ambulance Services, inpatient diabetes support through voiced, so if you look at the definition of value-based care, the four definition, the four aim for value-based care, uh, the patient experience, clinician experience, improved patient outcomes, and the low-cost care. So I think uh, voice uh, is a value-based care, and it, uh, it actually uh, ticks all those boxes. Now, just to show you another last video, to, to, to give you a feel for what uh, the child health services are doing. Here comes the next video. The Smith family are busy. Family, school, work, and managing their children's healthcare needs. Getting to all the children's healthcare appointments is hard. The virtual outpatients integration for care delivery, voiced, brings you care anywhere. The Smith family can see each of the clinicians involved in their child's care at the one appointment, at home or on the go, no matter where you are throughout the state. This means fewer appointments, 
less travel, less time away from school and work, better access and coordination of care. Before the appointment, the family receives a link to the clinic. The Smith family will see the receptionist or clinic coordinator, then speak to all of the clinicians involved in their child's care in the one session. If needed, they may meet with others involved in their child's care, like school or the GP. After the appointment, a summary is sent to the family, the GP and other healthcare providers. Voiced, bringing you care anywhere. So that's my last slide, and I have got a long list of people to, to say thanks to, and including our partners, our health services, a lot of stakeholders, uh, CEQ, uh, telehealth team, Matt Page team, Lynn McCormick's team, and importantly, uh, Michael Zanko for supporting it uh, from HIU. But most importantly, uh, I would like to thank our patients, our consumers who donated their generous time to tell us how they wanted us to deliver the service. And thank you for your attention. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.